Good evening, happy Friday, and thank you for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez. We begin with a one and only debate between Governor Greg Abbott and Beto O'Rourke. It finished an hour ago. It was held at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, and the candidates spoke about abortion, gun laws, and property taxes. But one of the big topics really centered around immigration and the border. Watch. Remember this, just two years ago, we had one of the safest borders in decades, but under the Biden administration, we have more people coming across the border than ever in the history of our country. Texas has responded by making sure that we have the National Guard and DPS uh, deployed. $4 billion into Operation Lone Star. We're seeing not fewer, but more encounters at our border right now. What we need is a safe, legal, orderly path for anyone who wants to come here to work, to join family, or to seek asylum. Yeah, that's just a little taste of what happened today during that one hour debate. And we're going to have a full recap coming up tonight on the night beat. So we invite you to stay for that. Now, before tonight's debate, families from Uvalde had a new, held a news conference calling on Governor Abbott to enact stricter gun laws. They got to the Valley around noon today for a pre-debate press conference, and they do acknowledge that they can't bring back their kids, but they are hoping to strengthen school safety and that's why they want new gun laws. I'm speaking directly to moms when I say our babies' lives are on that ballot. Maybe you're not a fan of either candidate, but I implore you to ask yourself, do you want to send your child off to school and have them return? Do you want to hug them every night before bed? Do you want the opportunity to watch them grow? Then vote accordingly. That's Kimberly Rubio, Lexi Rubio's mom. And, you know, she and her husband also say that if Governor Abbott is reelected, they're still going to continue to push for stricter gun laws. In other news, San Antonio police are asking for your help finding a man who's wanted in connection with the shooting deaths of two teenage boys. Those boys died September 18th on the city's east side. So we want you to take a look at your screen, a good look, because this is surveillance video from a gas station on East Houston Street. SAPD is saying that man pulled up in a black Cadillac, the same vehicle that was seen leaving the scene of a shooting just minutes before. That shooting happened in the 200 block of Noblewood Drive. That's where officers found the two teens with gunshot wounds. They were taken to the hospital where they later died. If you know anything about this man that you see on your screen that can help investigators find him, call police. A verdict has been reached in a murder case that we've been following for a week in San Antonio. We know the jury found Jaron Garcia guilty of murder. Garcia shot and killed his stepfather, Mark Ramos, last year, and his lawyers maintained the entire trial that this was really a case of self-defense and that he was forced to defend his mother, who had a history of being abused by Ramos. But prosecutors argued that on the night of the shooting, Ramos didn't have a weapon on him and was shot six times inside and outside of the home. So now the punishment phase is underway and Garcia faces up to life in prison. So you probably saw this on social media, a hospital in Austin on lockdown as a precautionary measure after reports of a shooting. Now, to be clear, there are no reports of any injuries. This happened at Ascension Seton Northwest Hospital around 1230 this afternoon. Several ambulance and fire units were sent there. But again, we just want to reiterate that nobody was injured. It looks like a bomb went off here to be honest. It was beyond what I thought was capable of happening. Being so hardworking honestly doesn't matter. It just is destroyed and it's ruined. 
and then you have to start all over again. And honestly, where do you start? How do you start in this? Yeah, you feel for those people. Officials in Florida say that Hurricane Ian is set to become the largest natural disaster in that state's history. The storm left what some are calling apocalyptic damage. At least 25 people were killed, but we're concerned that that number could grow because crews continue to look for more people who are missing. We know that right now Ian is battering South Carolina. It made landfall in the Palmetto State today, earlier today, bringing winds of up to 85 miles an hour. Now we are far from Ian where we are right now, but we're still doing what we can to help our neighbors to the east. The San Antonio Fire Department is preparing to send four crew members and a truck to staff a fire station in Florida. Now CPS Energy crews, they're already in that state. They're on the move again. Earlier this week, we told you they left San Antonio. They stopped in Mobile, Alabama and made it all the way to Jacksonville, which is right there in North Florida to help. And now they're heading to Lakeland, which is just west of Tampa Bay. And today the utility released that new picture as they all prepare to head to their next destination. The 35 member crew from CPS Energy is planning to help 2300, excuse me, 23,000 people who are without power in Lakeland, Florida. We certainly want to wish them luck and they're doing a great job. And you know, you look at those images in Florida and you're probably heartbroken wondering what to do to help those people. Well, there is something that you can do. We're going to be hosting another phone bank on Monday in partnership with the Red Cross to raise money for relief efforts in Florida. The phone lines are going to be open from noon to 7 p.m. on Monday. That's when you can call. We're going to give you the number that you can call on Monday. And if this sounds familiar, it's because we did it just this past Monday. We held a phone bank for the people of Puerto Rico after Fiona ripped through that island. And by the way, you guys responded so well. Amazing here. The final total from that event was $14,045 that you all donated. So thank you for that. So we know the weather has been a lot milder here, but let's see what the weekend holds with meteorologist Adam Kasky. More of the same really as we go into the weekend. We'll start your Saturday right near 60 degrees, but then warm up very quickly. So by 10 a.m. we're into the 70s and then by noon lower 80s. Sunshine all day long, a high temperature of about 89 degrees. That'll hit around 4 or 5 p.m. Not much of a breeze tomorrow. Easterly at about 5 to 10. Sunday very similar, but you will notice a little more variety to the sky. Just some of those high thin clouds streaming overhead. And I think they'll get even thicker on Monday. So we'll trim off a few more degrees down to 86 the high on Monday and then next week for the most part upper 80s right near 90 and the humidity is going to remain at bay. You're not going to feel the mugginess for at least the next seven days. Have a great weekend. All right, so we have seven days of no mugginess. All right, but here's a heads up. A major road closure on Commerce Street. It's closed between St. Mary's and Soledad Streets, and it stays that way through Sunday. The reason this is happening is because crews are dismantling a crane and removing it from the area, so they need to keep it safe and away from people, and that's why that area is shut down and it reopens again on Monday. The Dallas area sports and entertainment group Dude Perfect is looking for a new home and it's teamed up with San Antonio based Overland Partners for plans for a new corporate headquarters that's going to feature a 330 foot tower. This is a massive project that could be anywhere in the nine figures. Now inside that new venue, the design concept is going to include three stories of attractions like a Dude Perfect Museum that's going to chronicle the group's origin story along with restaurants, merchandise. Now, a location for the new venue, that hasn't been announced yet. You can read more about this on KSAT.com. 
Okay, before we go, we got to show you this. In about two weeks, you're going to have the chance to stay right there. That is the actual set of the brand new Hocus Pocus 2 movie. That's the Sanderson house, remember? It's located deep in the woods of Salem, Massachusetts, and it's going to be available as an Airbnb. Guests can go there, perform enchantments from the Book of Spells. But here's the thing, though. You don't need Hocus Pocus magic to stay there because two guests can get an exclusive stay for just $31. The listing opens October 12th at 1 p.m. And by the way, Hocus Pocus 2 began streaming on Disney Plus today. I'm excited to see it. It's definitely a staple. And just like that, we're out of time. The 9 at 9 returns on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend.